No, 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 no. Stick to the stuff you know. If you wanna be cool, follow one simple rule. Don't mess with the flow. No, no. Stick to the status quo. <laughs> Hello, friend, and welcome back to the Watchaholic, a podcast all about the movies we loved growing up and the ones that just came up on our Netflix feeds. Because it happens. Netflix just keeps on putting up new things every week. I am your host, Melody, and today. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite movies growing up, a movie that even as a 32-year-old, I can still sing out the songs and dance to my favorite dance numbers in the middle of the living room. And I hope you guessed it, it is High School Musical. Look, I I knew that I wanted to talk about this movie in my like early podcast recordings because this movie like defined my high school like memories and life. Um, you know, you could find me and my friends, well, well, mostly me acting out these songs with those like do you remember those old it's kind of scary to say but those old point and shoot cameras that had the little square remember you could finally be able to like see your pictures or replay your video yeah I'm not kidding I, I still had this video of evidence it's probably on Facebook somewhere it, it definitely exists and you know there is not one part of me that is ashamed of that not at all <laughs> So in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about the reasons why this movie is and continues to be prime gold for Disney Channel. I also, crazy to think, I made some discoveries recently about this movie, some topics after rewatching it that like opened up this top, these like conversations and I feel like it's necessary to talk about. Um, obviously I will absolutely be covering all of my favorite music numbers, my favorite moments, and of course I cannot leave this podcast episode without talking about my love for the one and only Zac Efron. Mm, He's, uh, I just love him to death, but of course we got to start our podcast with Say What? So, you know, usually my segment, I talk about the things that happened this past week in the entertainment industry. And before recording this podcast, I was going through um, to see what came up. What did I miss? And there's actually not much that happened that I really wanted to discuss on today's episode. So we're going to pivot. Yes, pivot. Um, and talk about some Netflix things. So basically, um, I went on Netflix next last week because I watch Netflix all the time. And let's just say we got some stuff that I just dropped and stuff that's coming up soon. And I kind of want to talk about it. So let's dive in. First things first, Ozark is back, baby. Part one of the part two series finale dropped on January 21st. And guys, I am a huge fan of the show. I don't know if you've watched it, and if you haven't, I highly recommend it. I mean, it is a thrill. The anxiety of will they get caught or are they going to get out of this, The everything about it, the acting. I never thought I would ever see Jason Bateman in a role like this, and he kills it. Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic show. I'm really sad that it's ending, but at the same time, you know, I think certain shows deserve like, like they know when they need to end. And I think they end at the right time because if not, then they could just be drawing out these plot points and storylines that really don't need to. If you could resolve it, like resolve it. And I think they're doing the right thing. So I am super excited to get into that. I haven't watched uh, the part one yet. So I'm going to get into that soon. Uh, so the second thing I want to talk about, and I have to talk about this and <laughs> it's about reality TV it's about it's about the part of reality TV that lives rent free in my brain, and I will gladly admit that I am a reality TV 
fanatic and it started with jersey shore and yeah i know it's horrible these people are dumb this stuff is gonna melt your brain blah 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 listen i enjoy it i enjoy watching lives of ridiculous people on tv and it's just fun to watch let me be that's what i like to say to people when they're like ew you watch reality tv yes now let me be (laughs) anyway uh netflix puts out a lot of reality tv and I'm here for it. And one of them is Too Hot to Handle. And it is back. And I binge watched season three. And this show is so goddamn ridiculous. Like, I can't look away. People are so crazy in this show that they rather spend money, like over $200,000, than keep it in their pants, basically. And it's mind-blowing to me. But I just can't look away at how crazy these people are. Uh, Love is Blind is coming back and oh that show I cannot fucking wait you decide to marry someone before even seeing their face and it's it's obviously nuts and I love every single part about it I don't know if you watched season one um if you have let me know dm me let me know because Cameron and Lauren just wow what a couple and just for all the haters out there they are still happily married and thriving just saying so it's not all bullshit I guess you can actually find love on TV. It can happen. And lastly, but never least, it is Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. Oh my God, now I am excited to watch this because if, uh, I mean, I am a huge fan, but if you're a fan of Queer Eyes, Jonathan Van Ness, they are a queen and I absolutely love them. And I say them because Jonathan is considered, he considers himself non-binary. So we got to respect the pronouns. Okay, hunty? But I'm excited for their podcast because it's basically a spinoff of their podcast. Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness, which covers any topic that they are curious about. It could be pretty much anything. So I'm really, really excited to uh, watch that for sure. Okay, but enough uh, enough of that because I, I'm just chopping at the the bits to get into today's episode um all right i don't know if you're ready because it's time it is time to just dive into today's movie high school musical okay guys i don't think you understand how much i love this movie and how much this movie changed the world of disney just in general high school musical premiered on disney channel on january 20th 2006 yep 16 years ago 16 i can't actually while finding this out i realized that january 20th was not that long ago so happy 16 to high school musical i was a junior in high school when this came out uh so that would have made me about 15 turning 16 because it came out in january my birthday is in september so i would have been 15 when this movie came out and i mean i was the perfect age for this movie i literally was growing up with the characters themselves and guys I literally remember acting out scenes from this movie in my bedroom. Like the opening scene, the scene with Gabriella and Troy up, up when they're talking about being kindergartners. I literally would act that scene out in my room. In my bedroom. I would play all of the parts. And it's actually crazy because saying this out loud, it makes perfect sense. Why I was always cast as a character actor and why I continued to pursue the theater in the first place. Clearly, I really enjoyed acting. I clearly really enjoyed theater. So here we are. And something really important also, High School Musical really pushed Disney Channel up the chain, in my opinion, and elevated movie musicals to another level. I mean, we had Cheetah Girls in 2003, which is still a classic 
Disney film that I still love to this day. But High School Musical rocked so that musicals like Camp Rock, Descendants, Zombies, Teen Beach, if you want to consider that. I'm not a fan of that movie, but that's a side note. But basically, High School Musical walked so that these musicals could run. Not only did this movie catapult the careers of Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, Corbin Blue, etc., it also allowed me to dance in my room and sing out and not be ashamed to be me and to be who I am, which is the whole thing that High School Musical was really trying to teach to young teenagers everywhere. Don't be afraid to be you no matter what your family your family or your friends think. Just be you. All right, so guys, I rewatched a movie yesterday to prepare for this podcast recording. And man, there were some moments where I never related more. You know, the pressure to be what someone else thinks you should be or the pressure to live up to your parents' or even friends' expectations of you. Um... There's this one line that hit me so hard and I'm fucking 32 years old <laughs> and it hit me hard. It's um, so there's a scene with uh, Coach Bolton, Choi's dad, uh, finds him flirting with Gabriella in the gym after he misses practice. It's, it's such a cute little scene between them two. Um, but, you know, his dad like comes in and interrupts her and pretty much just like shoes her off and they get into this huge argument and he tells Troy, what you do affects not only this team, but the entire school. A moment of silence for that. Guys, imagine the pressure you would have if you were 16 years old and somebody told you this. It's crazy. Literally, the dad said, your choices affect everyone in this school. But his dad continues to say, but you're a playmaker, not a singer. And Choi responds, ever think I could be both? That. That line right there. Oh my God, it hits. You know, it made me really think about why some parents, not everyone's parents, of course, but why some parents put so much pressure on their kids to be this one thing. They put this pressure on them to make them believe that they just can't do different things. You know, even though obviously parents want their best for their kids, but sometimes I think that they are just projecting their own wants and insecurities on their child. And this movie really opened the door to have these conversations like even today, I could have a conversation like this with my mom or or a friend, and it's a topic that, that really hits home for anyone who is struggling to find their place. You don't have to be in high school to be going through this, uh, to feel the pressure or to feel scared to do the things that you feel are right. So, you know what? Thank you, High School Musical. Thank you for opening up these conversations. I mean, I literally watching this, I couldn't believe it. Like I was like, wow, I never would have thought about this in high school. You know, I was very, I had a very good high school um, life. I didn't really have these pressures or anything like this. But looking at it now, I'm like, wow, people were probably going through this and we had no idea. And I know there are people who go through it now. I mean, I do every single day trying to find my place in this world, you know? But enough about the deep conversations. Let's talk about my favorite, favorite musical numbers, which is pretty much all of them. Like literally, I, I was like, why should I even make a list? Because I'm pretty much going to talk about every single dance number. <laughs> but let's start from the beginning with start of something new. I mean, as Troy Bolton starts singing with Gabriella, you knew that this movie was going to be fire. I mean, was I upset that Zach? did not sing in this movie yes 
because he could clearly sing like he sings the song like that same song he sings it on Gabriella's damn porch in the more in the later scene so I don't really get it I I mean I think I had read a long time ago that this what had happened was that like they had to make the movie really fast and he just wasn't that good yet they knew he could sing but I guess everyone else already kind of had singing experience and he didn't really have that many so they were like okay we're gonna have to go with plan b here because he clearly sings in the other movies so it must have been that they just didn't have enough time to really put it all together in in time but guys okay no so back back to what I was saying the song really takes off literally when he takes off his jacket and just starts getting comfortable singing with Gabriella and in the moment and it gets so theatrical and I am all about it I mean the chemistry between Zach and Vanessa was literally oozing through that screen and you could I can understand now being on at my age now or being into acting and casting why they were cast opposite each other I mean it's literal magic like that opening scene where they're singing with each other like you feel that chemistry and you know now it doesn't matter but as a teenager I was so jealous of Vanessa and Hudgens I well I wasn't just jealous I like hated her I will <laughs> I hated her I was like this freaking bitch got to sing with Zac Efron and then you find out that they started dating oh my god in the other movies I couldn't stand her now I don't give two hecks about her like I'm like she's cool like it doesn't matter but you know when you're young it's like the stupidest little things you're like no that's my crush yeah and you were just so jealous of her and um there's that scene in that moment where she like falls over the stage and from him being like so closer I'm like that would be me I would definitely fall over if this like cute ass boy was singing to me and we were like locking eyes mm, you best believe I would have fallen over mm. but anyway um next song what I've been looking for and not the the slow version but the Ryan and Sharpay version and a big thing I noticed, and it was while I was listening to this song, was that there actually wasn't a lot of auto-tune in this movie. Like, at all. For the most part, everyone could actually sing. Um, Ashley Tisdale was a little auto-tuned. Like, very little, though, for most of most um, of the movie. But it wasn't like how most movies are today. Like, if you watch, you know, Descendants or anything, like, newer today, it is so auto-tuned, which is one of my drawbacks and things I do not like so much i i do like descendants and i do think they make good music but do i actually believe any of these people can sing no i don't believe any of these people can sing because it is so auto-tuned and it just really rubs me the wrong way but yeah in this in high school musical there wasn't auto-tune like i hardly heard it uh but the best part of this song was also that it was being like the song itself is being sung for an actual musical so the actors could actually go like they could go there it didn't look out of place them being so big on camera because you were seeing like ryan uh played by lucas garibio like just doing these huge big moves and moments and it's kind of like I guess they were able to kind of get away with it and it didn't look out of place because they are they are auditioning for a musical in the actual movie um but oh my god one of my favorite moments is of course when at the end they're both like smiling and sharpay says to ryan i told you not to do the jazz squares 
And Ryan says, it's a crowd favorite. Everyone loves a good jazz square. <laughs> and they're all like panting, but also just smiling to like look perfect. Oh my God, it is so funny. But I don't know if you realize, because I didn't realize this. And I must have been late to the game. But So you're telling me that Ryan and Sharpay were auditioning to play love interests to each other. <laughs> I never noticed it. Because I would just sing the song. And then today I was like... Or yesterday when I watched the movie, I was like, wait, so they're, when Troy and Gabriella sang it, it was like a romantic connection, but Ryan and Sharpay were singing it together and you're just like, da, 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 da. and then you're like, oh my God, they're talking about being in love, but they're brother and sisters. This is weird. Anyway, next song is Status Quo. And oh my God, this number, this number, the message behind this song. Again, the conversations that this movie started. Like after rewatching it, it just, I just can't believe it. Basically, everyone starts coming out and telling their group of friends that they like to do something outside of their group. Stereotype, like because I'm smart, I can't dance. Or because I'm a skater boy, I can't play an instrument. And the song really highlights the idea that in high school, you can like easily be put into a box of like, this is what you do and you can't do anything else. Um, and most importantly, the song really also highlights the idea of what guys think is manly. Like, what is manly, manly enough? Oh, you dance. That's not manly. Or, oh, you like high school music or you like musical theater. Like, that's not manly. Like, yo, put this movie, the conversations to be had. I mean, side note, by the way, this is a side note, but if you really want to listen to a podcast that is about discovering this answer about what is highly, what is considered man enough, I highly recommend the podcast Man Enough by Justin Baldoni. Incredible conversations. It's an amazing podcast, but sorry, that's just a side note. <laughs> My main takeaway from this song was that you should really just be allowed to find different passions in your life and find the things that make you happy. Like this song is literally just trying to tell you that like, dude, you can have more than one thing. It's not just like, this is what I chose and that's it. You ha can have so many more passions. Just be happy and just go with it. We've got, okay, we've got two more numbers. Um, Breaking Free. And the only thing that I'm going to say about this song is that I didn't even take notes while watching it because it's that fucking good. I sang the whole song in my living room and it's probably my favorite song in the whole movie. I just sang the song. I was going to think about doing notes and then as soon as the song started, I was just like, creating space between us. Till we're separate hearts. Do, 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 do. Oh, oh my God. Just, that's it. I couldn't, I, I was over. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm just singing now. So we finally get to the finale, which is we are all in this together. And oh my God, what an amazing ending of a film. Like you could just tell how much fun they had filming it. Because, you know, it was like the end of a camp, basically. You know, you probably thought like, oh, this is it. We finished making this one movie. Like the actors were thinking, okay, I'm going on to my next audition. And little did they know that they would be back to film two other movies and that their lives would literally change. Like what a time in their lives they can say that they shared together. Not a lot of people can say that. It's kind of like us watching the HBO Max Harry Potter um reunion and watching that like that brought me to tears because you know it's an experience that no one else can say that they shared um usually when you work on movies you kind of just work with people for 
you know, four or five, six months, and then you go on your way and you might see them again and maybe you're not and that's it. You might just become acquaintances with the people. But when you go back to work on something year after year, you really do become a family. And when it's over, it actually is devastating. So it's the same with High School Musical. You know, these people, these teenagers at the time, you know, were like 18-ish around there, you know, playing 16-year-olds, not too bad. And they all became a family. They all became friends. Some even dated each other, you know, like this is a part of their lives that they will have with them forever. So we're all in this together, man. What a number. What a freaking number. And yes, I ugh, I love it. I love it so damn much. But anyway, guys, do you remember when Disney Channel started doing um, the dance along specials? It started with this movie and I clearly remember recording it on my VCR and watching it like 50 times and then rewinding it back to learn all the moves to this dance number. Like, and I'm proud to say that at 32, 16 years, la- 16 years later, I still know this dance in its completion. No regrets. And actually I have a story for you. While working at Disney World one year, Yes, I worked at Disney World. We had a cast member appreciation party and they played the song and I danced the whole number. No care in the world, just me on the dance floor while people looked at me and it was either in awe or an embarrassment. But you know what? I was me, which is what this movie is trying to show you. And I have no regrets whatsoever. Some of my friends afterwards were like, oh my God, you knew like the whole thing. And I said, yes. (laughs) I have no shame in it whatsoever. Like, I have no shame in saying that I love High School Musical. I have no shame in that. I have no shame in knowing the dance moves. I have no shame in singing the songs. It was a big part of me growing up, and I am proud of, of knowing these things. Now, I will say that there are hardly no bad moments in this movie. Like, was the acting Oscar worthy? No, but it wasn't bad. Like, it was a bit cheesy at times, of course. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was definitely cheesy. But the actors delivered the best that they could. I mean, Sharpay, played by Ashley Tisdale, was, like, perfectly cast. And she also has some of my favorite lines from this movie, which is, i rather stick pins in my eyes. Oh, my God, when she said that, I died. And coming from a very short person, (laughs) she delivered the iconic line to me evaporate tall person that's all i need i just want to tell if i'm pissed at somebody i'm just gonna say evaporate tall person so i want to say and guys okay we we can't i can't leave like i told you in the beginning of this podcast i cannot leave this podcast without talking about my love for Zacharon. because it is a true thing it is true he has been my hollywood crush like longer than orlando bloom and i loved orlando bloom since like 2001 when lord of the rings came out but I will I will stand here to the end and say that I am one of the few out there that was a fan of Zac Efron before this movie. Um, he used to be on this show, on this WB show before it was called the CW, the, D- C- the WB show called Summerland. I don't know if you remember this movie. I mean, this show. It was a show with Jesse McCartney and Lori Laughlin from Full House. And it was... <laughs> I think it was good. I don't remember. Obviously, people don't really talk about it. It was canceled, I think, after like three or four seasons. But regardless, Zac Efron was in that. And he, and I had the biggest crush on him then, like 
the biggest crush on him on that show. And he had a gap in between his teeth. Just saying. A gap between his teeth. And I thought he was so cute. And I will proudly, I will proudly say that everyone laughed at me and said that I was crazy when I told people, watch, when he's in his 20s, he's going to be hot. And what happened? Exactly. He's fucking gorgeous now. I saw that. I saw that. I saw the future and no one believed me. They laughed and they're like, he's not cute. And I'm like, yes, he is. He is so cute and he's going to be so hot when he's older. Okay. I literally remember telling it to my friends during like a high school, like rehearsal. I was rehearsing for like a high school show, a theater. Um, and they all laughed at me. I hope they're laughing now. <laughs> Okay, guys, so did you watch High School Musical? What was your favorite dance number? Did you um, did you notice how this movie opened up these important conversations? I dare you to watch this movie, like, again and then get back to me because this movie opened up some important conversations. You know, even in your 30s, a movie you watch as a kid, you can still catch things you missed. Just saying. And I really want to bring home the fact that I think Disney Channel, this, this specific Disney Channel original movie really is gold. It is pretty much perfect from beginning to end, except for that Vanessa Hudgens solo, which I can always go without. But aside from that, this is one of the best movies this channel has ever put out. And I will always, always rate it a 10 out of 10 because it is that good to me. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying it. But we reached the end of another episode. Oh my God, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please please don't forget to rate my podcast send in your reviews and follow me on instagram at the watchaholic podcast uh slide into my dms i really want to get to know you more like was high school musical a big part of your life like i want to connect on that like let's get into it let's talk but uh before i go i do want to say that next week we are going into the month of February and I am so excited because it's going to be rom-com month here on the podcast. That's right, I'm going to be covering some of my favorite rom-com movies growing up and some actual newer Netflix, Netflix, some newer Netflix movies that I've that have like really caught my eye over the last couple of years that I really want to talk about on my podcast. So I really hope you guys will tune in for that because it's going to be so much fun just talking about romantic comedies because I am a huge fan of those and I'm pretty sure that you are too. All right guys, I'll see you next week. Bye.